Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning, Ray Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Welcome hour to the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and Seattle Sports app. And uh, typically, we uh, and our wonderful Black Duckworth are down in Astoria doing a remote in Astoria. I mean, Salmon for Soldiers kind of pulled us uh, back to the Pacific Northwest rather than the mouth of the Columbia where our next guest finds himself and finds himself on a very productive Columbia River, none other than our dear friend, Boom Pow, Austin Mosier. What's up, Austin? What's up, buddy? Hey, fellas. How you guys doing today? We're doing great, man. Um, so I've been following along. You and I usually talk every couple days. Seems like this has been quite the uh, season down there at Bowie 10. Tell us what's been going on. Oh, man. As you guys know, man, this is Bowie 10. This is the big show. This is where... You know, everybody kind of comes from the Northwest to get into these big, bright, I mean, on-fire, hot fish that really just kind of kick your butt, you know, and it's a lot of fun. Um, we've been doing well. You know, I've had I've had uh, 10 fish take 200 feet of line out, you know. And it's it's pretty exciting, and, and getting down here and doing this thing is what I love to do, and we are back, baby, and it's been really good. Um, we're catching a lot of fish. You know, we're releasing a lot of fish. Our clip rate is not what I really want to see, um, but, you know, we're, we're doing maybe 50% or a little better than that on our uh, clip-to-wild ratio. So, yeah, it's been a great season, and we're getting started down here. Uh, looking forward to the next couple weeks of kicking butt. So, yeah, yeah well, exciting. and you know, it, that's the key is you guys are catching fish. Obviously, you're fishing, um, you know, Mark Selective down there for Coho and Chinook. Um, but you know, you're having a lot of bites every day. Uh, the fish are big. You know, th- that is probably one of the most exciting fisheries we do every year. You know, you go down to Bowie Ten, and there's all your friends are there. Everybody's there. <laughs> It's a and, who's who, dude. And you're fishing, you know, you're, you've, you've put the downriggers away. You're fishing weighted weighted lines, you know, just weights and hooks. Uh, and the bites are explosive. And the fish, when you're, you're hooking fish and it is shallow water is 10 feet, they got nowhere to go but straight away from that boat, and they just smoke you. And so how, how many days have you spent in the river? Because I know for kind of earlier on in the season, you were kind of popping out over the bar and fishing out out in front of Ilwaco, correct? Yeah, we we finished we fished like the first five days. We had like beautiful ocean conditions, and there was a lot of kings out there. And as you know, the the ocean is any king, so there was no uh, Mark Select uh, deal going on out there in area uh, Marine Area One. So we were out there uh, pounding on Chinook. It was really good. Um, and we were getting some coho mixed in, but it just seemed like the Chinook were in tight to the beach. We were getting them in 35 feet of water right off the bat, um, about up, you know, up around uh, Long Beach. We were probably five miles up the coast. And, man, it was a lot of fun. Uh, started doing more and more ocean stuff when, when the conditions uh, allow. And 
that ocean fishing is a lot of fun because there's a ton of fish out there and you're not waiting for them to come into the river. You're going to where they are. And it's pretty fun. It is a kick in the so. pants, man. And just the opportunity to keep a big URB too. And is, you know, is absolutely huge. Um, a great year, man. I mean, this has been, um, th- this has been a, a year where we've, we've seen Chinook come in over the forecast. We're probably seeing coho coming in over the forecast as well. And, uh, and, 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 and the river's a bit warmer. I mean, are, are you, what are, what are the, what temperatures are you seeing in the river? What effect do you think that has on your presentation and what are you using to, uh, to contend with, with possibly a little bit warmer Columbia river this season, Austin? Moore? Yeah, we're, we're, you know, I'm really noticing this year that temperature change. Uh, years past, I, you know, I hadn't really changed my presentations around too much because the temperature change wasn't crazy. And, uh, but this year it seems to be really warm. So what I'm noticing is, you know, temperatures in the, in the high sixties, like 68, 69. And then, and then in the river, it's more like 73. So, so when it's, when we're going at, uh, 69, you know, I'm, I'm trying to run a little more bait, things like that. Uh, little raised baits, uh, anchovies <laughs> or herring, a uh, little mm-hmm. green label or blue label or anchovies in helmets been running a lot of pro trolls this year uh running everything behind my pro trolls i haven't really ran very many triangle flashers this year but uh mm. as that temperature warms up we've been switching over to super baits and spinners and i had a week where all i had on my rods was spinners because uh the, i was above the bridge it was small tides and we were staying on the fish like that um with just spinners so how easy is that just to Throw yeah. a spinner, yeah. and get a bite, you miss it, you don't even have to reel it up. You just keep yeah, fishing. And, you're, but, um, and, and your position, nice. I mean, you're a one-man band, you know, Austin, and, and anything you can do to have kind of a labor saver because you're running six rods, right? So, yeah. so yes. when, when, so tell us a little bit about your spinner setup. Are you, are, are you running them on mono leaders? Are they hard shafted spinners? What's your, what's your spinner program? Are you, are you a blade swapper guy? Kind of run us through a little bit of it. And then, so, because eventually one of these days you're going to teach Joey and I yeah. the, your, your wicked spinner magic ways. Okay. So, so I've been running a lot of hard spinners this year, just for simple fact of ease. With shafts. I can take them, uh, yeah, with the shaft. The hard, we call them yeah. hard spinners. They got wire. Hard spinners. Uh, the other Love ones it. that we tie up, we call soft spinners, and they're just, they're tied yeah. out of mono with a slider on them. But so, so I've been running hard spinners this year just because it's so easy to open a package, pinch the barbs, and throw them out. So been doing a lot of that. I also have hard spinners that have a, a changeable clevis on them. So I can change the blade color very simply just by pulling that blade off and put another one on. So those are really nice to have, um, and and I do that quite often. Um, you know, that Mexican hat, that, that first uh, – few days that, that we had those small tides um it was crazy i had i had one on every rod i had them on six rods and we were smashing them and it was pretty awesome to see you know the progression because i i would put one out and it wouldn't get bit i put another one out wouldn't get bit put a mexican hat out bam got crushed put a mexican hat out on another rod bam it got crushed and i progressed through my rods until that's all i had out um it's, it's, you know and leader it's so weird <laughs> It's so weird when you think about what's going on there because you're running really short leaders behind those pro trolls. That spinner is whipping around, okay? And the and you guys are running small blades. Um, 
the spinners you're running are, are pretty small, right? Like, right. 3.5. Okay. So that, that thing is yeah. whipping around and just something as simple as the, the color change, it shows you how, how important these little tiny changes you make in your gear, your leader length, your, this, the color, of your spinner, all that stuff matters. And especially in a fishery like buoy 10, man, I, I've been down there before where, you know, the the mexican hat is just crushing and you know last year our buddy matt chandler was nice enough to he tied nelly and i up a bunch of spinners and we caught fish on them you know because basically we we get all the intel from you guys who are pros um but yeah just it's just crazy how much that little tiny difference makes in your day down there It, it can be the difference between you catching fish or going home without anything you know, and that's the nice part about being a guide. We're on the water so much. I have so much time. And plus, I'm running six rods. Not everybody can run six rods. So no. I'm able to play around with my depths. I'm play around with my, my colors, my leaders, my flashers. You know, there's so many little details. And the, and, and the details are what catch you fish. It really is. And, and I've said that for a long time. The little minute details are what catch you fish. Like, I'll give you a little tidbit. So, I had leader links out at 27 inches. That's normally what I run for my spinners. Wasn't getting bit. People are getting bit all around me. I changed one to 30 inches just to see because I saw a boat next to me that had one that looked long. So I changed it to 30 inches. That's only, what is it, four inches. I changed yeah. it and boom, got a fish on it. Put another one out, boom, got a fish on it. Put another one out, got, got a fish on it. So I changed all my leaders to 30 inches and I had some other guide buddies that were running that short stuff and they weren't doing that great. And I told them that and boom, they all started catching fish too. So it's crazy. And so then now cool. back to 27. <laughs> it's yeah. really weird. Uh, no, dude, it, three inches. Know, yeah. Three inches. Well, it's just, it's that, it's that beat. It's that thump and it's got something to do with temperature too. I'm sure it's just crazy. Austin Mosier, Austin's Northwest Adventures, buddy. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your time. I'm so glad you're having a great fishery down there, dude. It's, it's, Great. I just, I wish we'd get things ironed out so we didn't have those in-river closures. closures and we could, you know, have a selective fishery. But, you know, that's that's next year's problem. Our problem this year is uh, is working through that, and, and uh, hopefully it stays uh, mellow out front so you can uh, pop out over the bar during those closures, buddy. Thank you for your time, Austin, and, uh, and take care, my friend. Stay safe out there. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Later, right, brother. Austin Mosier, austinsnorthwestadventures.com. All right. Coming up next. The critically acclaimed award-winning Northwest Outdoor Report brought to you by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning right here in the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. The Northwest Outdoor Report is brought to you by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning. Your family's comfort has been our family's business for over 50 years. Marine Area 10 open through the weekend for Chinook again. WDFW paused their planned Marine Area 10 closure again to allow anglers three days of what was anticipated to be a month-long fishery all of August. The Marine Area 10 Summer Chinook Fishery was closed on August 4th and again on August 11th after estimates of sublegal Chinook under 22-inch minimum size had been estimated to exceed the limit agreed to in this year's list of agreed-to fisheries. Additional test fishing subsequently the first week of August and again last week indicated those early estimates were in error. Legal size mark Chinook increased in the area, which dropped the estimate of sublegal encounters to 75% of the limit. This is absolute proof that WDFW's test fishing sublegal estimation micromanagement protocol is fatally flawed and cannot be allowed to survive another North of Falcon salmon season-setting process. With reports of pinks popping from Nia Bay to Deception Pass, the pink salmon daily limit will increase in marine areas 5, 6, and 7. Canadian 
DFO test fishing in-season updates have upgraded the current run of Fraser River pink salmon, indicating the abundance is well above the forecast. This is good news and allows for an additional peak salmon retention, and these Puget Sound recreational fisheries, areas 5, 6, and 7, will enjoy a two-pink bonus limit. WDFW is looking looking into similar action for inner Puget Sound areas, but we'll wait till catch data provides evidence that the Puget Sound pinks are enjoying the same trend as their Canadian counterparts. Ocean Coho and Chinook update. The August heat wave does not end at the shores of our coast right now. Hot fishing is everywhere. 5,000 anglers reported nearly 1,700 Chinook and 1,000 Coho in Owaco. Marinary 2 Westport tallied 2,200 anglers, over 1,000 Kings and 1,000 Coho, pushing the average to a fish a rod. Chinook retention in Westport is now back to seven days a week as effort and catch has cooled a little bit from its mid-season peak. Marine Area 3 La Push, 200 anglers boating 113 kings and enough coho for an overall average of 1.1 salmon per angler, making Little La Push this week's most productive port. Nia Bay Area 4 checked in with 729 anglers with 246 Chinook, 472 coho for just under a fish per stick. Remember La Push and Nia Bay anglers still enjoy a two Chinook daily limit. Ocean coho season, excuse me, ocean salmon season slated to run through September 30th or as long as the harvest quotas hold out. We'll be keeping a keen eye on that for you. Seeds and season details are also listed in the Sport Fishing Rules pamphlet and wdfw.wa.gov. After a long absence, Sport Cohen Outdoor Emporium is bringing back their annual summer tent sale. Enjoy the best deals of the year on fishing, camping, hunting, water sports, firearms, and more. This is the undisputed largest overstock outdoor gear blowout of the year, and it's on now through August 27th. Top quality brand names like Coleman, Minkota, Smokehouse, Hobie, Bomac, Pro Troll, Berkeley, Okuma, Shimano, and a complete lineup of sports afield safes. The Sportco Outdoor Emporium Summer Sale will has you covered. We guarantee our prices are equal or better than others advertised. Outdoor bargain hunters have seven days a week to come and visit Outdoor Sportco and Outdoor Emporium Summer Sale. For more information, visit sportco.com and download the 16-page flyer at sportco.com. Last two weeks for Dungeness in the Puget Sound, but the San Juan Airlines North open tomorrow. Recreational crab fishing in the San Juans, Green Area 7, that's the North Area Gulf of Georgia, opens tomorrow, Sunday, August 20 through September, Thursdays and Mondays only. WDFW delayed the start of the Marine Area 7 North season due to high proportions of soft-shell Dungeness crab in the area. Anglers hoping for a Puget Sound crab dinner after Labor Day weekend, September 4th specifically, to get their pots in. While crab and it's not as easy as early season. Still plenty of crab looking for an easy meal. The trick to late season crabbing involves relying on three factors, namely depth, bait quality, and soak time. Fishing deeper in excess of 100 feet is challenging because of line management. Good bait means using those salmon carcasses you've been stacking up all summer, along with raised bait blocks. Soak time means fishing heavier pots, so they'll be in the same place where you dropped them when you come back to pick them up. After September 4th, WDFW will conduct postseason analysis to determine if we get a winter season. Word on the street is the recreational crabbers will get something in the October to December time frame. A salmon shark was found in the Salmon River near Riggins. <laughs> but fear not, it may have just been someone's type of a joke. Idaho Fish and Game stated that they felt the need to investigate after receiving multiple calls and emails about the shark washed up on the shore. Salmon sharks can grow up to 10 feet long and be up to 1,000 pounds and love to feed on salmon but do not venture out of brackish tidewater. Idaho Fish and Game thinks it's safe to assume that somebody dropped this on the shore for a good laugh. This would have been a great April Fool's joke. So if you were one of those people who saw this fish on the shore or maybe somebody shared the photo with you, 
rest assured there are no sharks swimming around in Idaho rivers. <laughs> the Northwest Outdoor Report has been brought to you by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning. Enjoy big savings on all Bryant air conditioners and heat pumps during Bob's preseason AC sale. Call Bob's today. Sale ends first day of summer. All right, we are going to pop out of here and uh, talk to our old buddy KJ, one of the best tackle. The best. He's he's he, the best tackle guy in the business. He knows it all. Dude, he's he every year he comes up with a well, okay, he's the guy that 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 got us hooked up with the Simon magnetic yes. flash releases. He's the guy that got us hooked up with the open eye barrel swivel that that yes. has added effectiveness to a lot of our presentation. Dude, he's just a great tackle man. Great guy. You'll find his grinning mug behind the tackle <laughs> counter there at uh, at Holiday Sports. Kevin John joining us next here in the Outdoor Line Seattle Sports Station 7 and Seattle Sports app. Get in, sit down, hold on, and listen up. You're in the RenaissanceMarineGroup.com's wheelhouse, brought to you by Weldcraft, Duckworth, and Northwest Boats. Welcome to the wheelhouse here on 710 ESPN's The Outdoor Line. So, you know, we got everybody has to have a guy, right? You got to have a guy, okay? Well, KJ is our guy in Skagit County. You're going to find him behind the top counter of Holiday Sports there in Burlington, where they have, what do you call it, Kev? ATF, right? You got a little bit of everything? Absolutely, man. What do you got? Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms all in the same location. <laughs> well, right? and ammo. I mean, there, there's all yes, kinds yeah. of stuff. All kinds of stuff. And there's all kinds of stuff to do in the North End right now with the opener of not just the Skagit, but also Bellingham Bay Chinook. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we got well, tons of pinks out in the saltwater. Uh, you know, west side of San Juan has been, you know, off the hook. We're seeing a few early silvers. Uh, obviously, you know, the, the beaches on Whidbey have been pretty good. We've started to see a couple of fish show up in the hole at Deception as well. Um, but, you know, that, that Bellingham Bay fishery is certainly kind of the, the thing to do at the moment. Uh, cool thing in there is that's a four-fish limit, two of which can be Chinook, uh, and those can be clipped or unclipped. So uh, one of the very few, uh, you know, keep-what-you-catch fisheries that we have in the area Um you know, there's there's a number of places that guys will fish that stuff, whether it's in Samish Bay or up around Lummi or Sinclair and Eliza. Um, but we've had some, some pretty solid reports. First day was a little bit slower, um, but there's a lot of fish up in there, including pinks. Uh, so, you know, it's a great opportunity to get out there and fish for Chinook and run a couple of rods shallow and, you know, keep the kids entertained, uh, you know, and still bring some fish home. And then what about, you know, you mentioned the beaches around Whidbey. What about guys who don't have boats? You know, this is a great time of year for guys to get out. We uh, we got a bunch of pinks in the Skagit. I, I know that thing kind of got uh, colored up a little bit, but g- give us a little bit of a rundown on what's, what are options for guys who want to go fish from the beach, whether it's on Whidbey or on the Skagit River. Yeah, man, there's, there's no better time than now to get out there if you're a bank guy. There's a ton of opportunity. Um, you know, the, the whole west side of Whidbey from, you know, from right there at Deception, you know, all the way down past Fort Casey, Bush and Lagoon, um, you know, Bush, Lagoon, uh, Keystone have been really good the last week or 10 days. Uh, a lot of guys fishing up there on EB's Landing up to Fort EB as well. Um, that's, you know, primarily a buzz bomber, a rotator game. We'll see a lot of guys will uh, uh, doctor that up with a small pink squid behind them, kind of gives them a target to go after, you know, with, with your hooks in it. Um, it's been a little bit slower for the bank guys right at West Beach at Deception. Um, North Beach has had a few fish, but if you have a boat and you want to go out and fish in front of West Beach, that, that's been really solid. Uh, I've seen some uh, some early silvers in there, uh, and the crabbing's been phenomenal there off of West Beach. 
Um, you can even go, like, if you get a little bit smaller boat, don't feel comfortable running through the pass there. Um, there's enough fish moving into the Skagit system at this point that you can fish uh, Cornet Bay south, uh, you know, and just run around, look for jumpers. Uh, you can troll if you want to, for sure, but uh, out around Hope Island, Olive Spit, uh, Hoypus Point, down into Dugwalla Bay, uh, there, there's there's quite a few fish around in there. Um, so that lends itself to somebody in a you know a small kayak doing beach launching, uh, you know, or you know about 16 foot that you don't want to take through the pass. Um, on the Skagit itself, we certainly colored up a bit. There's quite a few fish in the system. Uh, you know, the cooler weather we had yesterday and last night uh, is is going to turn things around here pretty quick for us. We, I mean, we were probably, you know, four inches of visibility yesterday morning, uh, and wow. it's a solid eight inches now. Um, so yeah, it looks a lot better, much better green tinge. Um, but, you know, it was also a 105 degrees in Marble Mount for three days, right? So that, that didn't help anything out. Yeah, no, it was way it was way hotter up there yeah. than it was here. But I had but no idea. Buck five in Marble Mount. Yeah, well, so and you uh, got to remember, you know, just just up Highway 20 a bit, we got that big fire oh, going. Man. There was all that smoke up there. Yeah, that's um, a, the, the, the sourdough the that's, that's, what, only, only 10, 12% contained. And, they, I mean, that country's absolutely vertical. That, ain't, that thing ain't going to yep. go out until it starts raining for real. Yeah, we're going to need a yeah. bunch of rain. So, so if guys are fishing on the Skagit in that dirty water, um, you know, Mike Morgan and I have been out there catching sand shrimp. Are you guys stocked up with some live sand shrimp for guys if they want to get out and, and plunk a sand shrimp? Yeah, man, we're we're loaded up right now. Bait's definitely the name of the game, uh, and it'll probably be that way for a couple of days. Uh, good news is, you know, it was like I got to my truck this morning. It was 48 degrees, so uh, she'll drop nice. in pretty quick with uh, you know being low like it is. Um, but bait and scent are definitely the deal uh, in that low water uh, and dirty water. Uh, you want to go bigger uh, and you want to go darker. So not necessarily pink, you know, think of your purples, you know, some blacks, add a squid to your rig, make it look a little bit bigger and then go real heavy with the scent as well. Really make it easy for them to find your gear. Uh, you know, we get a lot of guys that are still trying to go out and, you know, throw jigs and things for them. Yeah, um, it's just, you really got to bounce them in the face. Yeah. You know, so just, you're you really in better shape to run bait right now. I mean, dude, you do not have a foot of visibility. You don't, you got to stop. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And and that's either plunk from the bank or, or anchor out in a current and just on the inside seam like that. Remember, when 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 you lack of visibility will replace depth in the river so you can fish shallower and those fish are going to feel more comfortable and comfortable enough to strike in, in the lower current velocities close to shore. Um, so are for those that really don't have sockeye out of their system yet, is the is it over? in the baker is there is there still there's still a couple little snap in there or is it done no man it, it's still going um so i mean okay. it's, it's been a little rough to fish the last week because it's been so damn hot up there uh yeah. you, know, you really don't want to be on the lake very long um but you know it, it burnt out pretty quick early on i mean with you know a couple four or five hundred boats a day running through there a lot of fish get picked out pretty quick and then right. um those that haven't been picked up you know have seen a lot of gear um, and so, you know, kind of the name of the game has been doing something different. Um, so the guys that were still catching fish were, you know, using off-the-wall dodgers and colors and things you wouldn't typically think were sockeye rigs. But now that we've got all this other stuff going on, uh, you know, we've, we've seen the effort up there, you know, drastically diminished. Uh, you know, weekends, you know, 30 or 40 boats all of a sudden. Sure. Um, and, sure. Guys are, and, then, and guys are catching some fish again. 
and think first light, last light for for those sock guys as well. And and that's that's kind of a big key. Um, let let's let's piss off some of our Bellingham Bay friends because you know, for instance, Ray Joey's uncle has had that place you know to himself, and he's catching way too many fish <laughs> and too many big ones. So so if you had somebody that that hasn't fished the Bellingham Bay fishery before, where would you send them, and what would you have them use just to kind of get their feet wet in that fishery? Because yeah, like you like you pointed out. It's you know, there's no fin clip restrictions, and now with a bonus pink limit, you know you could have two kings, two coho, and two pinks. That's that's yep. that's some fillet time back mm-hmm. at the dock. Yep. No, it, it's uh, you know, there, there's a number of places that you can do it depending on how you want to fish. Like I said, you know, we can go up into Samish Bay itself and jig. Um, that's typically a low tide deal in there, and lends itself to guys with smaller boats. Uh, you know, not necessarily having to have downriggers that type of thing. But at this point, you're you're fishing for just chinook if you're doing that. Um, sure. Whereas you want to run your downriggers and and run a bigger boat and that type of stuff. Uh, easiest place to start out is to go fish Lummy itself. So nice. there's three basic spots on Lummy Island. Um, you've got Carter Point, Lummy Rocks, and Village Point. So uh, that's the two ends of the island, and right in the middle on the south side. Um, that stuff fishes the ebb best, uh, not that it won't fish a flood. Uh, if you get in tighter to the rocks, the flood will fish, uh, pretty well if you pay attention to your gear. Um, big thing here is, you know, most of those Chinook that we're fishing on are returning fish, right? These are mature fish headed back for the Samish. So, uh, fishing suspended is not a bad idea at all. Um, so, you know, if we were going to put two rods out, I would put one at 70 and I would put one at 90. Uh, and I would fish anywhere from, you know, 90 to 150 foot of water in most cases. And I would chase bait or fish with whichever rod is closest. Um, as far as the gear types go, um, you know, we still see a lot of guys running up there and running small spoons, uh, just kind of the standard stuff that they've been running, uh, you know, small herring and helmets, uh, and that stuff works really well. Um, but what we've seen over the last couple of years is a lot of guys uh, are using more of the obnoxious stuff that we would use um, <laughs> more off of the coast. We, so, you know, you think about love, like a yellow tail. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you know, like a, a, a big bright spoon, something in the four inch range, um, you know, green and chartreuse, uh, you know, something, something really flashy um, that, you know, those fish will kind of stage up in there and, and it's not that they get locked jaw, but guys start fishing them like, you know, it's a fish that's holding, waiting to go up the river that gets lockjaw. Right. Uh, you got to fish him some... very similar to like earlier on in the show. We talked to Austin Mosier. You know, those Columbia River Chinook, color is key. And and Nelly and I find this fish in some of these fisheries, these bubble fisheries where these fish are coming back to the terminal area. And They're different don't, animals. Don't, don't be afraid to add, some, you know, some color out there, some orange, a spoon with some orange on it. Or like you said, Kevin, the, the yellowtail, something a little bit flashy, flashy and colorful to get those fish to, to strike because they're, they're kind of becoming yeah, more like a river. Yeah. And sometimes fish. you need to slow it down for them as well. Kevin, John holiday sports, uh, before we let you go, I know that you are looking for the B E R months because here comes September, here comes October, here comes hunting season. And, uh, tell us about crispy and, and, uh, Sitka gear and, and shotgun ammo for waterfowl and stuff. How do things look up there at your alcohol, tobacco and firearm nerve center there, holiday sports and, uh, Skagit arms in Burlington. What do you How are things looking for hunting stuff? Well, most important thing is we're two weeks away from early goose, and I just saw the first big flock of geese on the bar this morning on the way to work. 
So yeah, that's where my head's at. <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> man, we're we're loaded for bear. Now now it's time to come in and get your stuff. Uh, you know, we're all fully stocked up on the Sitka gear and Browning clothing. Lots and lots of shotguns on hand right now. Uh, you know, come in. Uh, looks like some of the ammo stuff's going to get tight on some of the shotgun ammo. Um, so, you know, early is better. Uh, you know, especially you know, come in, grab your goose loads and stuff while that stuff's going. Um, the uh, the ammo thing, I, I think we're going to see there, there's a couple of those manufacturers that are going to have a hard time putting out stuff later this year. Um, so, you know, getting on that stuff early and making sure Get it while you can. a case or two is, is a big deal. Uh, you know, and All take right. advantage of the early buys to buy a case of ammo. That's that's a big one right now, man. Uh, you know, the other thing is, obviously, we're into bear season, but uh, deer season's not that, all that far off. So, uh, you know, come on in and, uh, you know, get that new scope, get your ammo, get your stuff sighted in, start shooting it. Um, and, you know, go through all your gear. Um, you know, here we're a couple less than a month away from, uh, from high buck, uh, you know, time to yeah, you know, you make sure your back is, you know, your backpack is all hooked up. You've got your cook system figured out, uh, you know, lighten up that sleeping bag, you know, uh, you know, tents, all that type of stuff. Now's the time to come and look at that stuff and, and pull the trigger and, and, you know, take advantage of sales and stuff going on already. He's Kevin John, and yes, I will be coming up there to spend way too much money on shotgun shells this week. I might as well just get Joey out. Me and Joey's, uh, you know, we we need to get our, our ammo stock in. So yes, we'll roll up there, Absolutely. Kevin John, and we need to get you in the boat, buddy. We've been too long since we've had you had you out on the water, so we we need to get that done as well. And and uh, tell your buddy Jared Calkins we'll be, we'll be coming in to bug him too at Skagit Arms. So Kevin John, we thank you for your time, buddy, and we'll see you soon, my friend. Later, Kev. Sounds good. Take care, you guys. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right, we're back out of a quick break. Coming up next, the hottest report we heard all week, the techniques you need to succeed. It's Three Rivers Marines really where. Coming at you next here in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and Seattle Sports app. From the shining shores of Puget Sound to your radio, this is the Outdoor Line on Seattle Sports Station. It's your coho crypt, your dungeon-ass dungeon, your man cave mausoleum. It's the new Bushlight Roto Tough 40 cooler. Head to seattlesports.com slash win to enter now for free. That's seattlesports.com slash win to enter now. Um, you know what? And also next Saturday, uh, you know, what, what's gone on in in Maui and, and the whole Lahaina community is just absolutely heart rendering there's a fundraiser event at at taste of aloha in marysville next saturday get some amazing food it's a 25 dollars buy-in by wednesday august 23rd and uh, it's it's an amazing location amazing family and amazing food taste of aloha 514 state avenue and i think joe you just popped that on social media i did too. so yep. perfect so check it out taste of aloha in marysville a great cause all the funds raised go to Maui Rapid Response. And you get to eat some amazing oh, Hawaiian their food. food. Their food is, is really amazing. good. Um, I will be bouncing over there for sure. And such wonderful people, dude. Um, okay, well, dude, let's go take some vets fishing. I, If I could end the show five minutes early and roll, I would. Um, but we got five more minutes of radio. And I, I am, I'm so excited to get out and get well, these guys. I'm get- and we get a fish with Master Sergeant Sam Church, who's taken over Salmon for Soldiers from Randy Shelton this afternoon here at the Port of Everett, here at, for the first time at Harbor Marine. Um, just an amazing event. It is the singularly most uplifting fishing event you will ever involve yourself in. Um, what these men and women of, of our United Nation, excuse me, our United States Armed Forces have done in serving the nation and protecting this nation, and some of them come back from deployment 
with chunks missing, whether that be mental, whether that be physical, and, and they're looking for a way to just kind of reintegrate back into society. And in Randy Shelton's eloquent words, thank you for your service and welcome home. That's what's going to be happening today at Harbor Marine at the Port Everett. Salmon for Soldiers, 10th anniversary, man. Well, Amazing. and, and this, this event works. Okay, it that, really That's does. the one cool yeah, thing. That's, that's sure. what I saw the first year was... Yeah. I met I met some soldiers, some guys who, like you said, they came back here and they were missing chunks. They're, di- you're, they're different. They're different. They're, you're, they're just different. And then, 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 the, then in 2020, you see those guys come back. Yeah. And now they've now they've brought some friends with them. And then in 2021, now pretty soon, this thing just keeps rolling. Yeah. And and they be. They become part of a community again. Yeah. And it just works. It, it does. And and it was so cool to have Master Sergeant Sam Church, who we had in the first hour. And if you guys missed any of the show, you know, jump on and, and hit the podcast. But he now has taken the reins over as an active military man. You know, he's, he's a Marine, Master Sergeant Sam Church. And he's taken over. And his first exposure to Sam Soldier was coming to the event fishing with his son, son caught his first fish ever, and he won a rod. And now he's running the whole show. So if that that's not evidence that, you know, you've reached into the veterans community and, and made a difference, now he's bringing 109 soldiers from his base. Yes. And that's just part that's just part of the armed forces presence that's going to be here today. It's a great event. It's just nothing short of an honor to be involved in it. And, and if it wasn't for the Port of Everett, and if it wasn't for, you know, Lauren Bivens, Harbor Marine and everything – that puts this thing together. I mean, if you follow us on social media, you'll see what happened this morning for the 0500 mess call. Yeah. I mean, they're feeding everybody and, and all the captains are meeting their guys and last night's captain's meeting. This is the best fishing I've seen in Puget Sound in 10 years for this event. And that's saying something, dude. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, I mean, mean I, I, you, and, you and I have, you know, we've been fishing Puget Sound for a lot of long years. Time, man. And long time. yesterday coming off the water, we were like, man, but, that might have been one of the funnest days we've spent on the water. We, we caught Chinook, we caught coal, we caught pinks, and and we're and we're getting reports right now that it is yeah, in, it's, in it, guys, are, guys are just so, murdering. I tell them you right, right now, now. I, I tell you right now, buoy ten is great and buoy ten is fun, but right now area ten is buoy ten with pink salmon. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean know, seriously, you got you got. You got Chinook that are that are snapping and really willing, and you got a whole bunch of beautiful, nice ocean coho, and you got pinks on top of it, dude. Yeah, yesterday we ended the day on a trip, a triple. We had a now a triple where I'm netting this fish, throwing in the boat, trying to get my hooks out of the net, netting your Chinook, get it in the boat, and then I just I just tuna boat yeah. the pink. We had so a we Chinook, had a, we did. a coho, and a pink <laughs> flopping on the bottom of the boat, and we just went, all right, guys, well, we're done. We're done. <laughs> Let's go home. I mean, dude, that doesn't happen, you know? It really doesn't happen. But, but you know, it also shows us, you know, that, that you know, you, you, you do the right things you know, with, with regard to, with regard to some salmon runs and, and good things happen. And, and so, you know, and that's where we've got a, we got a favorable ocean, but, but to have this kind of event, um, coincide with this kind of fishing, cause I mean, so, it, cause it wasn't too many years ago, we had an August gale that kept the whole fleet. We decided not to take anybody out. Mm-hmm. So there's the, there's the bottom of the opportunity of salmon for soldiers right there. And, and this is right here at the top. So if you, if you find yourself close to the Everett area and you, and you feel like swinging by Harbor Marine today and checking it out, um, I would invite you to do so or get involved next year because, you know, I can see with, with Sam church and Randy, 
doing what he's doing, that, that this event could easily blossom to 200 boats. And, and again, I, I am so absolutely humbled by, by the regional boaters that take their time because this does not happen without the support of the local angling community. And that's, that's why I, I, I am humbled because we've been very, very fortunate, Joey, to have this, this radio show as a forum, but then also to be embraced by the angling community. And you guys have done so much in response to what we've asked you to do time and time again. And nothing's really more important than taking these soldiers fishing. Yeah, and look, it's not just the captains that, that we need to volunteer. Look, this thing, it there's a lot of stuff going on behind oh, the scenes. And they need, they need volunteers. They need folks to come down and help out um, just to or- help organize and make sure everybody gets to where they're going. And uh, so if you, you know, if you want to come down and or get involved, uh, go to Sam soldiers uh dot, salmon for soldiers.com and 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 reach out to randy and yeah. penny and and now and now uh, sam, sam church, church baby master sergeant sam church we're gonna go we're out of here we're gonna go pick up we're gonna pick up some soldiers and go fish right now do not forget next saturday uh taste of aloha it's a maui strong fundraiser all the funds go to maui rapid response please go order by wednesday to get your amazing hawaiian food taste of aloha 514 state avenue uh follow us on social media and you're going to see the and joey actually posted it up on his instagram too taste of aloha two 306-335-2199. Also, go to seattlesports.com slash win to enter for this cool 40-quart roto cooler. Um, you missed any of the show, jump on mynorthwest.com, hit the outdoorline.com for Matt Nelson running the show back in our Seattle studios. For Joe Pyburn, this is Tom Nelson. This has been the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app.